0: Making the Jump with Richard Olberger, PhD in Clinical Psychology, and me, Lorenda Phillips, Master Certified Coach, as your co-host. First, let me introduce Dr. Richard Olberger.
1: Well, thank you, Lorenda. Yes, I'm, I'm Dr. Richard Olberger, Clinical Board Psychologist based out of Los Angeles, And I'm excited to be working on making the jump and helping tell the stories of athletes and how they create meaning and purpose in their transition through and beyond sport. Available in Los Angeles, taking clients if you or someone you know are experiencing pandemic fatigue or any other type of area needing additional support to channel your inner strength. And your inner hero, please give me a call at Instagram at Richard Listens or website richardlistens.com. Thank you, Lorinda.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as founder of Retired from Sports, I've been coaching athletes successfully uh, in their transition to what's next for the last three years or so. And I've been for 20 years, I've been working with business owners, helping them be profitable and joyful, those two things. And I've really loved the idea of coaching and moving people forward. And I really am honored to co-host Making the Jump uh, with Richard. Um, Our intention is to help athletes, uh, whether they're current or former, uh, as he said. uh, And we really hope to make our podcast entertaining, real, authentically real and relevant. Today, our guest is Hakeem Baez. He's an NFL tight end entrepreneur and owner of Perspective Global Media. He lives in St. Louis, Missouri. He's the founder of, as I said, the global media company. He also has real estate investments and has been for a long time. I believe even in college, he is a keynote speaker. And I really want a lot of questions on, you know, he knows a lot about brand. So I'm really excited about asking him about that today.
1: And he that's worked. really important, right? Today's yeah. so day and age, exactly. athletes are working on their brand from high school on up, right? right. Exactly. Way
0: I mean, I love it because it's becoming a business now for them, just like it always has with the league. So good for them. And work, he's worked for the Emirates, sorry, Cardinals, also the uh, Detroit Lions and the New York Giants. That's um, right. So Can't wait what, to hear about that. Right? I, exactly. I figured you would. So without any further ado, let me bring in um, Hakeem. Hello, Hakeem. Can you hear us?
2: Yes. What's going on, the rundown? How are you?
0: Hey, I'm good. Hey, good
2: morning, Hakeem.
0: It's Thank so you. great. I love the I love the splash of yellow. That's really uh, ex- excellent. So we're like I'm really we're really looking forward to this. When people call you by your last name, what do they say?
2: Hakim Vales.
0: Valez. Okay, great. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, wonderful. Okay, and so I don't you know. Finally
1: called me. I, I usually have my New York Giants shirt on, even, <laughs> even at one in five. I'm in New York
2: uh, I, I used to play for the Giants for a little bit, but I'm a diehard Eagle fan. Uh, oh, no. Oh okay. My God. okay. Oh. Well, you got out lucky this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: yeah. And, and uh, Haggy, let's just ask that question. Uh, it was not clear to me. Are you still uh, under contract?
2: No, I'm a free agent. So after the 2019 after the 2018 season, I retired. Okay. About three months ago, I decided to make a comeback. So I'm uh, training for a call
0: fantastic you're ready waiting for the call as you just said and so you're keeping up the exercise program etc getting your body ready for the call i and there seems to be quite a few injuries lately so that call may be
2: no i mean from from my own perspective i mean it's I'm, i'm a I consider myself a multifaceted guy, you know, do a lot of different things, you know, uh, my best asset or quality about myself, I think is self-awareness, just knowing what I like to do and, and just doing specifically that, you know, people like to label me or put me in a box as this just NFL player, but I just see myself as a lot more things than that, you know, first being a dad. Uh, congratulations yeah. by
1: the way. Yeah, we
0: noticed
1: I that You could <laughs> yeah, get some good bicep workouts while she's young, you know.
2: Oh, absolutely! I core, core I, strength that, exercises that, uh, and back injuries, honestly. hard uh, to
1: pick her
0: <laughs> up. Yeah, you
2: know, I'm a dad first entrepreneur, um, as well, and just has have liked to stay on offense with everything I do from the real estate space, from the cannabis space um and now running a uh, media company in the digital media space okay
0: oh i missed the cannabis thing so we'll get back to that let's just talk a little i heard what you said i i have many more questions about you as an entrepreneur etc versus you as an athlete but Mm -hmm. i want to get a sense of you as an athlete first okay for the listeners most of them are athletes so um what would you say uh you've you worked in at two at three different teams nfl teams right what would you say uh where was where was the most valuable lessons that you got in um in in play in the plane and maybe name the team or not but we really kind of want to know what you know what yeah, made the difference for you
2: i'm trying to think from a lesson standpoint i think you just my biggest thing was just learning like when i was on the arizona cardinals i got to play against some of the best players still to this day in the nfl um from larry fitzgerald to carson palmer to tyron matthew and a lot of other guys on defense as well but understanding the preparation side and you know we you know football and athletics for the most part is consumed of you know 16 Sundays on the weekends for two hours but what you don't see is the nine months that went into that you know those 32 hours nine months of work for 32 hours of output um understanding that side of it all understanding what actually goes into it what goes on behind closed doors what you know what what people don't see and how much that actually does matter you know on the back end because i think football is one of the most democratic processes out there like one you can obviously put the work in but there's also a talent threshold as well you can put the work in every single night and there could be a guy who you know drinks every night comes in late every day whatever but when he gets on the field when the when the clocks are ticking you know essentially if he's better than you, he's better than you. And I think that's that's it's a it's a real life lesson to understand to learn, and it's it's uh, it's it's an interesting pill to swallow as well. Yeah, it really speaks to Ray, how you define
1: success, and it's hard because you everyone wants to make the NFL, and everyone wants to be the one starting. And we've seen a lot of guys who uh, a lot of guys uh, who boom uh, or busted or they were successful. They even get endorsements, and then they can't sustain it. Um, so how do you, you know, right, we're talking about this COVID time and having to prepare and be ready at a moment's notice like where you're at right now. How do you stay focused and stay ready for your chance knowing what you're up against?
2: Uh, you know, it's it's not easy. It's definitely hard not having, you know, in the past, you know, usually having a training confines, place to show up every day, people to hold you accountable in a sense. Um, you know, when it's you versus you every day, it makes it a hundred times harder, um, which has definitely been challenging for me. It's just knowing what it ultimately takes to get to that level. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent on, Like you have to match the audacity of your dreams and ambition, like what the actual work that you actually put in. And most people don't match that. Um, So for me, it's it's having that why that ultimate goal and then reverse engineering it and making it a practical like I've, I've given myself 24 months where if I don't like where I I'm okay if I don't, like, I am I can wait 24 months and I can put my head down for 24 months and the phone might not ring to the 23rd month and I'll be okay, you know, from a mindset standpoint and from a, that's when I'll, you know, be realistic and walk away from that sense. But most people don't have that type of uh, patience well, because I, mean, I took a year off. So it, it definitely is going to take some time to get to the, the, the right, right, right spot in terms of peak peak level in that sense.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you're a business guy, right? Of course. And, um, you know, I can't help but think to myself, like, God, what is the ROI for Hakeem? You know, doing this, setting this this goal and this the effort that you were just talking about. Um, what I don't know. Could you, could you talk about that? Like, what's the return on investment for
2: you? For me, it's as a media guy. One thing about when I was playing is I was super, super insecure when I played. And I didn't put out content of what I was actually doing. Like, I didn't document my journey of this dude is playing in the NFL, but he owns six apartment units and he owns a 40 acre cannabis farm. And he's doing that while still playing on Sundays, but not, you know, insecure to talk about it. Whereas the content I was putting out was just look at me. I'm doing this. Look at me. I just scored a touchdown. Look at me. I just caught the ball or things like that. Knowing what I know now after taking this year off and being in the media space and knowing on what you know also playing can do for that as well as it's it it can it can tenfold what i do on the business side of things but then from an athletic standpoint i've just got a lot more headspace like maybe why i walked away is i just didn't have the right headspace i was a solopreneur didn't scale myself in terms of all the things i was doing and i couldn't physically couldn't be the dad i wanted to be the entrepreneur i wanted to be and play just didn't work out But now, taking that year has given me the headspace and clarity to, you know, one, know that I can actually do it. Um, But two, like, I'm only 27 years old. I've still got it. So, and that's as humbly as you want to take it. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Well, I think confidence is a very big factor in uh, a success. So, uh, good good on you. Really
1: great. Yeah. Lorenda and I were speaking just before you came on about. You know branding and how now even high school athletes like like this is becoming a lot more use of social media to to brand yourself i mean uh it's incredible that you're in the moment and that you know that you can integrate all the business direction you want to take with your athletic prowess yeah. um do you find that it's um like do you need a lot more support in making it all happen like
2: is it like how how do you be fully in your body and still be fully in the business visionary It's ebbs and flows and it's back to the first thing i said which is self-awareness and knowing what's working and what's not you know i first started when i you know took this year off i hired a lot of people and i got 12 employees and being self-aware i realized it's actually too many i can't i can't do what i actually need to do because i'm i'm a big proponent in culture and 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 I wind up becoming just an HR boss versus actual a go-getter and doing what I actually need to do. Um, so I've made pivots along with my business and where we're doing from the output on the production side of things. And now going more into the high level strategy and consulting side of things, um, which allows me to do what I like to do, but also allows me to not have to you know, utilize as many employees in that sense um because it was just too many but i one of my most important roles in my business is my 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 two business admins who really helped me that's where i've just struggled in the past is from a not not from an organization standpoint it's from a i mean you could say organization it's just you know being an entrepreneur you've got a million ideas but can you actually plot them out make a real roadmap, reverse engineer it so you have something that you're doing every 30 minutes of the day that's you know reverse engineering all of those goals on a daily to weekly to monthly to quarterly to yearly to five yearly type of basis um, versus just scrambling waking up not knowing what you're doing every single day um, so from 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 that standpoint it's my most important people on my team are are my my admins who are more, they're also entrepreneurs themselves. So, so it's not, you know, it's not like it's like a desk job in that sense. It's a, they're my second brains uh, and my, my closest advisors. in that
0: How, um, who has helped you? Who are you following for your kind of your business advice? Being a business coach myself, I'm really interested in that. Um, I mean, and it may be several that you've taken from. Um, yeah. it's very clear to me at 27 years old you have a particular competency in communicating about business
2: and absolutely the yeah. only person that i follow from a business standpoint is gary v oh yeah. Um, okay. yeah from his standpoint from my standpoint i i mirror a lot of his styles in different ways like from a content standpoint i've taken his exact pieces and, and replicated it uh, from a speaking standpoint, so I, I, one of my favorite things to do is speak, uh, whether it's in person or or virtually. Um, but utilizing my speaking style of not, you know, reading a bunch of books and regurgitating the information. I, I speak from experience, um, tell my truths and my stories, pontificate my thoughts on whatever the thesis of the talk is. And then my the core of, core of my speeches is just Q and A and answering questions. And my, my favorite answer is, I don't know, if I really don't know something versus, yeah. you know, cock my chest in different rooms and act like I know a bunch of different things. I'm yeah. glad you said that, because that's what I
1: was going to ask Hakeem, Because for athletes, right, like we we can reverse engineer, like, I want to play in college. And we kind of can figure out a path, I mean, a little bit harder now in the moment we're speaking in. But same thing with the NFL, really, if that's really your goal, we do have a lot of resources now for people who can tell you, here's the way you need to train, here's optimal way for recovery, nutrition. But for athletes who are on the way to retirement or in a transition right now, Mm -hmm. how do you help them reverse engineer figuring
2: out what it means to be an
1: entrepreneur. I mean, this is the unknown space.
2: I think, I mean, for me, it's, you would know. I think entrepreneur in a 2020 world is sexy and it's put on a pedestal. And it's the cool thing to do because you've been an athlete forever. You never really had a boss or had a job in that sense. So you initially want to just be a boss because you felt like a boss, you know, hypothetically speaking, when you were playing you know, on your sport. And I think it's a big smack in the face for a lot of people because they've never actually entered that territory. Like for me, back to self-awareness, like when I was in fifth grade, I had a lawnmower company. Like when I was in seventh grade, I used to have my mom's go to Sam's club and go buy me Skittles. And I was the guy with two backpacks selling Skittles in school. When I was from high school to college, I had an iPhone repair business. When I was in college, I flipped 10 houses as well. And like, I say all of that to say like, it's not it's not just the sexy cool like i wasn't even called entrepreneurship when i was in 5th grade i don't even know what i called it i was just doing it because i knew that that's what i was not put on this earth to do but that that was my calling that that's what i i knew i don't know why i just bought these These things at the gas station the other day, I have no business buying these, $6 for one of these, but because I heard from the lady behind the counter that on eBay right now, they're selling for $30. So I bought a whole bunch of them and now I'm going to flip them on eBay, but that's self-awareness. Like that's super meta because it's just sitting right here because I just bought it at the gas station, but that, you can't teach that, you can't. You can't read a book and, and, and learn that. So I think for me, it's actually figuring out what you actually like. And that's why speaking of so I actually my company's actually pivoted more out of the podcast production space. So this isn't like a PR call for my company, but I tell people. If you're an athlete and you're trying to figure out what you actually need or want to do, and you're in that transition about going to retirement, starting a podcast is wise because it allows you to open a lot of doors and meet a lot of different people that you otherwise wouldn't have been able to meet. And then two, learn from their journey, their mistakes, and see if you actually relate with it or you don't relate with it. And then three, on the back end, you actually have an, a new like friend, like someone, uh, someone to actually go to as a resource in your network. Maybe you actually need a job at that place, but I think if you're name is Brian and you start a podcast called Brian's Journey and you interview everything that you think you want to taste, whether it's the tech space, whether it's the doctor space, whether it's the activist space, whether it's the law enforcement space, whether it's the entrepreneur space, I think interviewing people in all of those realms, you'll learn a, lo- a lot more about yourself and then you'll know which realm you actually want to double like double down on and actually go deeper in, versus just, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and let me figure it out because you'll fall flat on your face and you'll be even more confused you that's a really good point i believe his
1: name is barry neil kaufman he's got a book called the gift of the question and i think it's meant for therapy but it's also for like deepening authentic human connection teammates and i think part of his thesis is if you sat down with anybody and asked them 20 like non-judgmental open-ended questions you could get to their deepest truth you know mm. and so like for me it's been a fascinating journey um you know you would think for all the years of education that that there would be this comfort in sitting with people and getting to know them and getting to be curious but it doesn't. Education doesn't necessarily prepare you for that experience. So the podcasting journey that I get to sit with you and I get to think, Whoa, well, what was it like to be in Monmouth, New Jersey? And What was it like to be somewhere between New York Giants and Philadelphia Eagles Stadium and to be flipping houses like you get a, an entire world of that
2: human being and it to me it's inspirational. Yeah, my, my favorite quote is there's 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 seven point seven billion people in the world and everyone has a story. Um yeah. Beauty of podcast is, yeah. mo- for the most part, no one's listening. And when you're the person who provides a platform for someone to come and tell their story, on that person tends to love you forever because it feels good when you get to tell your story in certain different ways, and it's extracting out the right way in that sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. And as also said, it, it's also as a listener, it's extremely motivating and educational and interesting. Right. So it's it's you know it's a kind of a win win. It's a perfect. Background.
2: Absolutely. But yeah. So Gary b though is definitely i've got a couple of his books yeah he's uh i I, I tend to don't i take his thesis on content consumption i i don't consume much so i I, I, i've got over a hundred thousand followers on tiktok but i don't watch tiktok videos at all i just put out content yeah
0: yeah 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 that's very good. Congratulations on the numbers. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, you know, when especially when you're promoting it. Now, one of the things I was thinking about, given you're so good at several things, obviously, you know, do you have has, has there any been any problem with focus or like you did say you did pivot recently, but it does that sometimes get in your way. Too many hot going, or is that an issue for you?
1: If you'd like to listen more, please click on the link for Making the Jump located in the show notes so you can get access to all of the shows and their complete recordings. This is Richard Listens, and I'm out.